You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I have tried to live my life by these two words. It makes every day really special. I fail on the, along the way, but I, I love these two words. It's mentioned more in this book of Deuteronomy than any other book. Most books mention it one, two times, or no times, just a few times here and there. But in this book, it's mentioned 70 times. Just two words. And I want to speak on those two words today. That's six times in this chapter. These two words. These two words propel me into every day of my life. I, I try to think about it every day. It's just simply this. You see, you're going to get a message out of this? Oh, yes. Because my life is something I live for. It, it helps me in my journey. Uh, the two words are found in verse number 8. We read it. In fact, the last two words. And we see it there in verse number 11. And we see it in verse number 15, and we see it in verse number 16, and verse number 18, and verse number 19. It's this day, 312 times, this day. I know God's the God of eternity. And I realize that God has the future plan, and we do know the next event on planet Earth is rapture of the church. God's going to take the Christians out. Because when the Christians go out, the Holy Spirit who lives within us goes. And then this world will be given to over every type of sin and rebellion imaginable. There'll be a one world government. There'll be a one world religion. Now, as it gets close, the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be, so the coming of the God. How was it in the days of Noah? They were eating and drinking and giving in marriage. It was a party life. It was all about play. How was it in the days of Lot? It was uh, in the same day as Lot, uh, men burned in their lust toward men. Women burned in their lust toward women. Vile living was promoted. Baseball players got fired from Major League Baseball this week because they said something against sodomy. The White House flew the colors of the rainbow, God's rainbow colors. Media people try to make that the play, the play of the day. Hollywood stars do. Uh, they're talking about taking your children away if you don't let them have transgender ideas as a child because of child abuse. We are living in dark days, but it's going to get darker when we're gone. Seven years of tribulation on planet Earth. God knows all about the future, but God knows about this day too. And if I'm not careful with all this garbage going on, I'm going to get wrapped up in this day of corruption. I don't want to get wrapped up in this day of corruption and violence. I want to get wrapped up in the fact that this could be the greatest day of my life. You know, in the Bible, there's many this days that you know, famous this days. Give us this day our daily bread. How about, how about when the Bible says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. 
How about this? I try to think about it every day of my life. It's three parts to this verse. I like the third part. I like the second part. I really like the first part. This is the day. This is the day. The Lord hath made, that's part two. We will be glad and rejoice and be glad in it. I'm grateful this day is in the Bible and this could be the day we get saved and this could be the day we get right with God and this could be the day that our marriage is destroyed. This could be the day a prodigal son or prodigal daughter could come home. This could be the day. Who knows what could happen, but this could be the day. I want to live my life that way every day. I see it on my radio program for all these nearly 20 years now all the time. This could be the day. This could be the day I go to see Jesus. This could be the day that this happens or that happens for good. This could be the day that some sorrow enters my life. But God, when we sing about it, God will take care of you. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied. God will take care of you. God's still on the throne. This day, this day. Famous days, this day's Pilate's wife came to him. He was trying Jesus and he was going to release Barabbas and they were going to crucify Jesus. And Pilate's wife said, now wait a minute. This day, I have suffered many things in a dream. Have nothing to do with that man. God spoke to Pilate's wife that day. God's going to speak to you every day this week. God's going to speak to me every day this week. God's going to speak to you in this service today. How long will you put it off? How long will you say no to God? This day, this day, I remember that day in 1956 when I stood next to my father on that Sunday night in church and they sang the first stanza of the song just a few minutes from here and I did not get saved. I would not go forward. I, did, I was so afraid. But then that second or third stanza, that day, that was my day of salvation. And that day, just a few little miles from here, that day I got saved in 1956. I remember that day. I didn't realize we we're supposed to be baptized the same hour, the same day, or immediately, 59, 1959, in Stockton, California, at the Calvary Baptist Church. Dr. Siemens was our pastor. They had an outside baptistry, and my twin sister, Jill, and my life, Jack, Jack and Jill, water, walked in those waters. That day, that day is forever etched in my life. Oh, I'll never forget it. The girl was playing the piano, Rockford, Illinois. Her dad was the pastor. I didn't like her, she didn't like me. One month, six months, one year later. But a year from then, the light went on and she started pursuing me. Oh, she was after me, Brother Charlie. I mean, she was just after me. Every time, every time I turned around, there she was, after me, after, after me. I took her to the First National Bank that Wednesday night after church. I was working for her dad as a janitor and as the music director of the church and the bus director paid me $25 a week. I'll never forget it. And I, uh, that week I said, you've got to get my, money, my check into the bank. I, I got to get it. I need some money. And I put it in the bank. No ATM. I just had a deposit, you know. And she said, why are we going together to the bank? And you know the story. I said, just kind of want to be with you. <laughs> At that exact moment, I turned the car, the steering wheel this way, and that old 65 Ford, no bucket seats, she came sliding across three miles later. Those big old cars are big, you know. She slid across and squeezed me up against the other door. Things are looking up now. College students that are listening online, you're away from for the summer. You're not going to do that this fall, I'll tell you that right now. 
Oh, I can remember falling in love with her that day. And I can remember that day. I, I worked at the church as a janitor, and that night I was going to take her on a date. And that night I was going to tell her, I walked up the steps of the church parsonage where the, her dad and uh, her mom had passed away and her siblings were living there. And I walked up the steps. And I said, Cindy, I want to tell you something. That day, I prepared to tell her I love her. That was 52 years ago. That day has etched in my life. My pastor ever said, I said, Cindy, I want you to know I finally got it out. I love you. Ran down the steps, ran down to the Tucker's house and threw up. You're not in love if you can't throw up. Regurgitate, excuse me. Oh, I remember this day, this day, when my wife said in 1979, we're going to have a baby. And this day, when God gave us Tiffany, and then God gave us Tim, and then God gave us Tabitha, and then God gave us 14 grandkids. Hey, this day, many good this days of my life. I'll never forget preaching at this little tiny church over here, Clyde Avenue. Our building is filled over there, six blocks away from us here right now. And these buildings have refilled this morning. And that Sunday morning, there was about 20-some people in church. And I preached for the first time. I'd already been an assistant pastor, February the 8th, 1976. And I preached a little church that was just getting started, North Valley Baptist Church. And I'll never forget, just that small auditorium, five people walked forward, five adults trusted Christ as Savior on opening Sunday. What a blessed day that was this day. I'll never forget going to the baptistry, baptizing folks. We're 10 people away from baptizing our 19,000th person. We're over 80,000 people have walked these aisles of this church and bowed the knee and asked Jesus Christ to be their Savior. I'll never forget running these buses and Route 1 over there in Sunnyvale and Route 2 in Santa Clara and Route 3 at Moffat Field instead and Route 4 in the Pines of Mel Pierce. Never forget those days. This day, this day, this day. I'll get to the scripture in a minute. I'll show it to you in a minute. This day, you've got to live your life that it could happen this day. Maybe the rapture comes today. This day, maybe your son who's so far away from God and he's mad at the church, he's mad at the pastor, he's mad at the Bible, he's mad at God or your daughter. Maybe this day they'll get right with God. Maybe God will restore your marriage this day. I think of Adam and Eve, how on that day they sinned. I think of Abraham, how God says, I want you to leave the earth of the Chaldees, go 700 miles away. He didn't know how far he was going. And I want you to go to a place called Israel, and I want you to establish a country. And he, uh, the Bible said he up and left. I think of Gideon, who was called of God, who said, I'm the least of my family. But God said, I have a task to you. This day, 300 men are going to defeat the Midianites. I think of Nehemiah who God raised up as a POW, a prisoner of war in captivity and he was released to go back to Jerusalem when he heard the gates of the, the, the Jerusalem were, were, were destroyed and the walls were broken down with fire. And he rose up and in 52 days put a wall around that city that housed two million people this day. I think of how Samson this day, the Bible said this day, he grabbed those two center poles. They were banqueting up above. They had already gouged his eyes out. And they were making fun of his God and who he was. And God returned to his strength one more time. And he pulled those pillars. And in his pulling his pillars in his death, he killed more 
than in his life. I think of the Apostle Paul, he was hailing, he was against the church, he was placing men and women in prison and consenting unto their death because they were Christians. He's walking, there's a big shot along the Damascus Road. And the Bible says, this day, a light shone from heaven and he fell on his knees and he looked up, his eyes, sight was gone temporarily. And he said, who art thou, Lord? Lord, what do you have me to do? This day, God changed him. He came to town to start preaching. They said, this is, this is Saul. They changed his name to Paul. This is Saul. He was breathing out, slaughtering against the church. Well, that could happen just in one day. Look in your text today as we look at these. There's 34 chapters here. They're all 34 chapters deal with just a summary of the lifetime of this man. As we look here, Moses was preparing to go to another land but he's preparing his people to live in this land. One day I'll get close to that other land, closer than most of you. And I'm not talking because I'm better than you, I'm talking about because of age. God's gonna take me over that other side. I don't know, I have no premonition that I'm gonna die, but I do know this, I've been trying to preach more than ever getting you ready for life. I'd like to look down from heaven if he tarries and see we're still, still, still singing. They're still having folks saved. I wish you could live a long, long life to help you with your kids and raise your kids. I wish I could watch all your kids get married. The last two weddings, the last couple weeks, I've married the parents and now I've married the kids. I love that. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30, more than any other chapter in this book, one of the chapters he takes six times when he says it. He said, I want you to see the first one in chapter 1, chapter 30, verse 1. And it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, Blessing and curse, that's what life is about. You have the good days and you have the hard days. Blessing and curse, which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among the nations, and the Lord hath driven thee. Thou shalt return unto the Lord thy God. And watch this, two things. Return to the Lord thy God, and shall obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day. This day, can you return to God? Could you just obey God? That's what he's asking. Can't you just obey me? Child of God, you dear, dear people here, the best church in all the world, can't we just return to God? Can't we just return? Uh, what's going to save this nation? Not politics. Not a new president. I don't care who he is. Not a new vice president. Not a new speaker of the house. Not a new Senate, not a new House of Representatives, not a new governor. Not, they're not going to save this nation from a path of destruction. I'll tell you what's going to change this nation. God's people. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven Amen. and will heal their land. It's up to you and I. God says, this day can't you return? 
Cannot you get right this day with me? Can't, can't you just obey? Nora Godby, I see you over there. Her husband, John, I, I should have looked. One home be with the Lord about two years ago, I'm guessing. John was an old boy from West Virginia. John and Nora put their kids in our Christian school when we just basically got started. John was a Christian. I didn't see John as backsliding. John, I pastored him until about two years ago. And you know, I don't ever remember, he may have, I don't remember him coming down these aisles very often. I remember him in Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. But Nora, I do remember June 21st, 1981. John walked the aisle, the old building. We're getting ready to build a big building. We were in that little A-frame building. And you know what took place. John said, I'm saved. But I'm not right with God. That was his day. This month, June 21st, 1981. John was my sweet, dear friend all those many years. And I thank God when we had his funeral, I could tell you he had been right with God. Because he decided one day, I'm going to return to God. The God of my childhood, the God where I got saved. I'm going to return to God and I'm going to obey. Not that he was a bad parent or a bad husband. He just was, he said, I'm not right with God. That's humility. And then in that four, next four decades, he lived for God. Where are you at? Make it this day. Make it this day. He says the same thing, so we won't go with the, but verse number eight, he said in chapter 30, verse number eight, he said, and thou shalt return, there it is again, and obey. He summarized it, this day, do it this day. Yes, amen. He tells us another day. The second one is in verse 11. For the commandment which I command, me this, command thee this day is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. You don't, you don't have to wonder where the commandment is. You know where it's at. Well, I don't know if I need to get right with God. You know. That's what he's saying there. It's not far. It's right there. You know the Spirit of God's telling you if you're saved, you've got to get right with God. Neither is it far off. It's not in heaven that thou shalt say, who shall go up to us to heaven and bring unto us that we may hear it and do it? You don't need any more from heaven. You've been given it right here in the word. Or neither is beyond the sea. Thou shalt say, who, who shall go unto us that we may hear it and do it? Who are you going to send to tell you? I'm telling you right now, he says. Verse 14, but the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and thy heart that thou mayest do it. Can I ask you a question and it won't be long now? Uh, when was the last time when God spoke and you were convicted? 
The Spirit of God, part of His function is to speak to our heart that we might recognize our sin and confess it to God. When we speak unkindly to people, when we speak unkindly to our children or to our mates or to our our family, well, I'm not going to apologize. I'm I'm a grown man. I'm not going to apologize to that woman, those kids. That's pride. Our mother the same. That's just pride. Say, well, man, you you come and and you you come from heaven and tell me something. Or you come from way across the sea. You bring a a message to me. No, God said I've given it to you. What are you going to do with it? There's a third one, he says, verse 15. See, I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil. And this I command thee this day to love the Lord, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, his statutes, his judgments. You see, God said, I've said two things here. You've got right and you've got wrong. You have good and you have evil. You have life and you have death. You, you make the choice. Stop the victim. Well, life's not fair. Well, it's not good. If I had a better wife, if I had a better husband, if I had a better job, if I had a better surrounding. No, you get right with God right where you are at this very moment. The choice is mine. Not the victim mentality, not blaming others. Become responsible. That's what he's saying. I'm dying. He says, I'm dying. Notice what he says in verse 16 there, love the Lord. That's That's my job. And then verse number 18, we're done. I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish and that ye shall prolong your days upon the land whether thou pass over the Jordan to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Why? Both thou and thy seed may live. I I don't mean this careless. I really don't care how I die. But I care about those 14 grandkids so much. I want my seed, as the Bible says here, I want my seed to have the blessing of God. I wish my seed could see what I used to see in the 50s. Every day standing in school, at public school, right over here, and having the pledge and having prayer in public school. And, and then having our crackers and Cloverdale milk. It was either two cents or three cents, a little carton. And the teacher said, before we eat in public school, let's pray. I, I wish they saw what I saw in seventh grade when the principal came by and said, young people, I ask you in public school right over here, Centerville, Fremont now, I ask you to go to prayer. Our president, John F. Kennedy, was just shot in Dallas and we don't know what's happening. And I watched seventh grade girls weep and begin to cry and boys and we began to pray in public school. You know how it is today? Oh, yeah, Trump was killed. 
Ha, 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 good. Oh, Biden was killed. Yes, yes. What an evil day we live in. Don't wish that on anybody. Lying about one another, stealing, cheating, immoral, wicked. But God says the choice is yours. Whatever everybody else does, that's the, but what are you going to do this day? By the grace of God, I want to sell out to God this day. And so he keeps telling us this day, this day, this day now is my salvation nearer than when I first believed. I'm so thankful for this day. I'm all for vacations, and maybe we'll take one this summer. I doubt it, but maybe we will. I'm all for them. I tell you what I want this day. I want to come to church. I'm holding on to every choir number for the last time. And, every, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm dying. I'm just saying, I'm saying that I, every choir so, song means something. I'm not here to analyze. I'm not here to analyze every singer. I'm not here to criticize preaching. My goodness, Wednesday night, you were spreaky preaching here. The touch of God was on that service. And then I had to sing, the king is coming. I'm glad I was here. I need it. I'm so thankful for church, the house of God. I don't want to miss it. I, I want it. I want to be there. It's more important to me. And I, I'm not against the slopes and, and the skiing and, and the uh, snow skiing and water skiing and sports. I'm not against any of that. Looks like, again, this year I'll be MVP in the men's softball league as the pitcher, the best pitcher in the league, more runs scored against me than any other pitcher. It's, I got a great title. What are those socks today? Look at those socks. My goodness. Um, but um, they look pretty nice. But uh, no, I'm not MVP again. I love all that. But you know more than that game what I love? I love going out there and seeing you folks. I love, I, I didn't get a hot dog on Wednesday night. You were Thursday night. I, I, I want to be around God's people. I don't want to be around Hollywood. They, they hold no interest to me. I want to be around God's people. This day. I want to be around this book this day. I want to walk in the presence of God this day. I want to confess my sins to God this day. I want to be right with my God. I want to be right with my wife and right with our children and their mates and our grandchildren. I want to be right with the deacons. I want to be right with the church and the ushers and the Sunday school teachers and bus workers and all those that serve God. I want to be right with the staff that I serve with. I'm telling you what, this day, who knows what's going to happen. I close, but I say, well, that's the third time you said it. I know, put your shoes on this time, ladies. Every, Brother Ethan knows this on the broadcast. We have a 15-minute broadcast every, every day, five days a week. And God's given me health. I've never missed a broadcast in 16 or 17 years. I love it. I, I love the broadcast. And I'll, from once a month, twice a month, every other month, I'll say, this is the day. The Lord hath made. I said, this is the day. Who knows what's going to happen this day? Sometimes it's blessing and curse. You know that story. Miss Trevor said 12 weeks ago, I've never had a broken bone in my body. 
And you know what happened that day? She shattered that ankle and broke brakes everywhere. And eventually, two weeks later, surgery and all the things they put in there. And five weeks later, fell down those stairs, stairs at home. The bones outside the hip were broken and the femur was separated by three inches. And she lay there on that couch through the night suffering. We knew it was broken. Next morning, the ambulance came and picked her up. And the rods and the hospital stayed. And our church has been so good to us. I didn't know we were going to spend that day and the next few weeks later in the hospital. And I love you people in the hospital work. So indebted to you. We have almost 100 that work in the hospital field, doctors and nurses. But why do you come in all night long every 10 minutes say, are you sleeping? <laughs> Was. I don't know what's going to happen this day. It's Mother's Day. I almost, I think almost the Sunday, John, God, we got right with God you know, the, 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 the next month, but about that same time. And my parents were leaving here and going down Lafayette till they got to El Camino and a lady blew through a stoplight. Hit my dad and mother and the people in their car. T-boned. Nine people sent to the hospital. It was this last week that Benny and you and us, we got the call from your brother Dwayne. It was a Sunday. This last week, many years ago, and his little daughter Jennifer, 21, was killed on the way home from Sunday church. Heard her grandpa preach. Last check she wrote was to her church and then died in an awful car accident. I don't know what call is coming your way. I hate it for you. I don't know what blessing is coming. Don't let it. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.